Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for joining me again. Here's my usual thing that I say. If you dig what you hear, please go to dmajor7s.com to jump on the mailing list. And I'm also at dmajor7s on all social media platforms. Okay, let's go. Track six, Good Things Interlude. Now, I debated whether to make an episode for this track because it's an interlude that leads into a full developed version of the song. But since the vibe is so different, I feel like it kind of stands on its own. We recorded this in Diswellstown House, along with all of the other songs on the lookout, with the exception of Say When Reprise and Stay At Home. My dad, who I reference in the first episode, believing. Hello, this is Jack here. While I was caretaking this place in Castleknock on the outskirts of Dublin, it doesn't really exist anymore, sadly. Well, it does, but it has been converted into a housing estate. It was a big residence with loads of rooms. It wasn't perfect. I remember living there during one winter and there was no central heating. And there was also a very scary, hostile, wild dog that they insisted on keeping. But on the plus side, one of the rooms was converted into a home studio and my dad recorded the bones of this album over the course of two sessions. I always wanted to do a slower version as an intro to good things. We used to do it live. We'd play one slowed down chorus and then go straight into the full song. There is a version of us doing that in the RTE Radio 1 uh, session we did with Tom Lowe. That's on YouTube. So for this recording, I asked the guys to jam it out in a certain style, that kind of stoned or drunk feel of playing almost behind the beat. Dennis, Graham and Johnny all listened to a lot of neo-soul and groove music, so they would have been really familiar with that idea. Uh, Dennis in particular. I should stress that we were all extremely sober <laughs> during the session. Uh, drunk drums is a, is a term that Roots drummer Questlove uses to describe how an imperfect beat feels. It's not digital, not quantized. It almost sounds sloppy or lazy, perhaps, but it has that live feel, that human authenticity. And as a musician, it kind of messes with your sense of expectation a bit because things don't fall exactly where you expect them to. I don't know if we intended to do it for just the 20 seconds, but we ended up doing about several minutes of it. Once you get into that zone of doing something repetitive, it's fun to just get lost in the groove. The guys were really holding back on this one. There are one or two flourishes here and there, a bass fill or a keys run. But mostly they're just serving the song, the feel playing as a unit, being as chilled out as possible, making a bed for the vocals to lie comfortably on. Hello, my name is Graeme Heaney and I play bass with Danny G and the Major Sevens. I've played bass in the group for a few years now and as well as playing on The Lookout, I also play on Danny's first album, Love Joints. When we went to record Good Things Interlude, 
it was pretty much a jam thing as far as I remember. Fairly open in terms of instruction that Danny gave us. I think we were just trying to find a piece of music that would work as an intro, like a long form intro into the song Good Things. Also, I think it was just a bit of a jam thing in the studio too. Um, as far as I remember, we didn't use a click or anything on it. So it was, I think it was probably just a matter of like, let's let's play through the chords of Good Things for a bit in a kind of a different, with a different feel and see if we can get something out of that. In terms of my own sound, I was kind of going for a classic p bass sound uh flat wound strings on a p bass um i was also keeping the notes quite short so they're muted quite a bit um which is trying to leave a bit of space in the track to kind of leave a bit more room for the other elements and i think listening to johnny and dennis's parts too like they i think we were all trying to approach it in that way that we were trying to leave a bit of space vocals. So in between recording the guide track and layering the rest of the vocals down, I didn't touch the recording for about two years. My first daughter was born and my day job is full time and life was basically happening. I remember arranging a day to record vocals with Ken for this track specifically, but when we began we realised we couldn't find the stems, the isolated instrument takes. We found them a few days later, but since I was already there in the studio and I was determined to put vocals down, not to waste my day. The compromise was that I had to sing along with the guide track from the first session. Guide tracks are usually just something for the musicians to hear while they're recording to play along with in the session, but this one ended up shaping the final vocal take. So the line is the same throughout, but I had sung it slightly differently each time on the guide. And I remember distinctly going over each line one by one, trying to match the exact notes and rhythm of the guide vocal. So after matching the guide vocal, I needed to sing it identically another two times. Then I added an octave below, also triple tracked. Oh, I like the way you look at me. You see all the good things Oh, I like the way you look at me You see all the good things Oh, I like the way you look at me And after that, I put down three harmony voices each one triple tracked, and the result is 15 voices in total. Oh, I like the way you look at me. You see all 
about the good things Oh, I like the way you look at me You see all the good things Oh, I like the way you look at me The triple track effect gives the vocals a sort of blended strength in the mix. It sounds deeper or richer. You can kind of get lost in the process and it's really intense, but also therapeutic. I think mainly because singing makes me feel good and when you're recording you can forget about everything else. It can be hard to match exactly what you've sung before, but Ken and I developed a system for doing it pretty efficiently and the result is worth it, I think. I will get into the full meaning of the song in the next episode, but for the interlude, I wanted to just create this kind of blissed out soundscape, something to just collapse into, a floating kind of groove, if that makes sense. Something that represents how it feels inside when someone looks at you and only sees the absolute best version of you. Trying to capture how good that feels. Thanks for listening once more. This is Good Things Interlude by Danny G and the Major Sevens. (laughs) 